0: Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Hey guys, what's happening? Thanks for tuning in. Always appreciate it. Well, here we are another week with the fantastic Orioles, though it was a very entertaining week. Jim Palmer basically just dropped the motherfucking mic this week and was like, I don't give a shit what any of you say. This is how I'm feeling, and I'm going to say it on national television. You're tuned into the podcast. You're an Orioles fan. You're a sports fan. I'm sure you've heard all about it. It's been everywhere on the radio. Probably any article, any blog that you follow, they talked about it. They wrote about it, and it was entertaining. (laughs) Jim Palmer. Sometimes you just get to that age. Or you get to that time in your career where you're like, I don't give a shit what I say anymore. I'm going to say what's on my mind. He's had a long career. He's always been like that. He's always spoken his mind. I love listening to Palmer. I almost say it basically every episode on here. I mean, the guy's like three years away from being that guy in the gym locker room who doesn't use a towel, walks around naked for no reason, balls hanging (laughs) out of his ankle. You feel like telling the guy, dude, you could have been dressed 20 minutes ago. But for some reason, you're still naked. And you're bending over for unnecessary reasons. Jim Palmer, he's almost that guy. So you know he's going to be with a mic in his hand on national television. He's going to be like, look, this is what I'm going to say. If you're in minority and you haven't heard what Palmer said, he basically just called out Chris Davis on national television, called him a liar, said he doesn't believe Davis has been working hard to figure things out because he doesn't see it in his stance. He's not doing anything to prove that he's making changes. Then he says... I asked Scott Coolball how much work they did on the offseason and Scott Coolball said we didn't. You know Scott Coolball was like, What the fuck, Jim? God dang it, I'm trying to stay out of this shit show and you just dragged me in it. So I don't know how many more off the record conversations Jim Palmer's gonna get with players and coaches and friends after saying that on national television. But Palmer's just frustrated like we all are. And I guarantee you the next time Rick Dempsey sees Palmer, he's going to give him a little fist pump. Probably a lot of other people did as well behind the scenes, hoping Palmer wouldn't throw him under the bus. I see a few people out there. Still posting on Twitter, social media. Actually, a couple of people that I've spoken to. Oh, Davis is a nice guy. He shouldn't have said that. Well, since when do these ball players who make millions of dollars become snowflakes? Any other job, any other occupation, somebody sucks at their job as bad as Davis does, you get fired. You don't have people going, shh, we shouldn't say that about him. We should support him. We should go spend our hard-earned money to go watch him play like dog shit in Camden Yards. Because we root for him. Good for you, Palmer. I've got your back. Some people are like, well, he shouldn't have said it that way. Absolutely should have. We've been watching this shit for two years. But I'm sure Palmer, being surrounded by guys like Jim Hunter, Heidley ho and Gary Thorne, who won't say anything about anybody that's negative. I'm sure after a while, Palmer's like, you know what? This has to be said. Chris Davis needed to be called out. And I don't think Jim Palmer would have done that, and this is my opinion, if Buck Showalter would have done the right thing, done what a normal manager would do, stop batting him fifth, stop playing him every day, stop making excuses for him, for God's sakes, why is he continuing to bat fifth? And that's probably why Palmer was pissed off and said what he said. I mean, if, if Buck would have benched him for a week, maybe uh, put him in the eighth spot, nine spot, whatever, not batting fifth and not continuing to talk about how much you've worked and Palmer's right. He uh, hasn't changed his stance. He da- hasn't done shit. And tonight, I was watching the game. I say tonight. It's Friday right now. They just beat the Tampa Bay Rays 2 to nothing. And David Hess looked fantastic, by the way. And Davis comes up to bat. Gets a hit opposite field. Gets on first base. Starts jumping up and down. Clapping. Playing patty cakes with Kirby. He points to the dugout when he gets on first. He acted as if he was in a slump like 0 for 0 for 15. When he's got like a 280 average, 15 home runs, and he's kind of being silly. Like, oh, thank God I got out of that slump. Dude, you're batting 150. you You're the worst batter in the major leagues right now. You shouldn't even be on a major league team. And you get an opposite hit. I know they're saying, act like you've been there. But he hasn't been there. Maybe that's why he acted like that. It's been two years since I think he got an opposite field hit almost. Obviously, I'm sure that's not true, but it feels that way. Then I'm sure you've seen that photo that's going around on social media of Chris Davis. It's a still photo. Obviously, I don't know what other kind of photos there are than still photo. I don't know why I said that. But the ball's about to hit the mitt. Uh, The Orioles were playing the White Sox. It was the other night. I remember it was a three and two count. The ball went right down the middle. And Chris Davis didn't even take the bat off his shoulder. And what was even funnier is he turned around and like said something to the ump. And the ump's like, are you fucking serious? That split the plate. You're going to turn around and argue with me about that? But anyway, the photo shows when the ball's about to hit the mitt, splitting the plate, Chris Davis is looking down the third baseline. He's not even watching the ball hit the mitt. I got a kick out of seeing a lot of people took that photo and photoshopped what Chris Davis was actually looking at down the third baseline, so that was funny. Chris Davis watching the third strike go by, not so funny. Actually, you know what? Now you see, you, you do. You literally laugh out loud. and You're just like, oh my, there it is. There it is again. It used to be, what the hell, Davis? You got to swing at that. What are you doing? Now it's just, yep, there it is. There's another one. Rocca was on the radio today and he was being interviewed on 105.7 and said, look, Davis is known to be stubborn. If he doesn't want to work, he's not going to work. I mean, basically, he was politely saying, Davis isn't going to do shit if he doesn't want to. He's not going to listen to you. And then it was pretty funny. Buster Oney from ESPN posted. He uh, tweeted out. He said, this seems impossible. He says, Chris Davis has more than 180 plate appearances this year and has scored nine runs. Yep, that's correct. The Orioles are paying $161 million to lose. That's what they're doing. And I know a lot of people just say, cut ties with them. Just move on. I don't think they're quite there yet, but you can't play the guy every day. got to make a statement. Ask if he wants to go to the minors. If he doesn't want to go down to the minors, sit him for about a, a three or four days. Maybe a week. We keep hearing, he, uh, Buck a couple weeks ago gave him three days off. And he said they're really working hard, and he didn't do shit to make adjustments. He's got to go. So I got a few tweets that came in this week I posted about uh, Chris Davis. Some people are chiming in. O's Caps fan 757 says, his bat speed is gone and he's a guess hitter who you couldn't pay to change his swing. He's Ryan Howard with better defense. I, I wouldn't even put Ryan Howard in this category right now. He wasn't even this bad. And then a tweet came in from Bill at Sopranos 2015. Says he hasn't earned the right to work through it in the middle of the order. That excuse was old in 2016. This isn't a slump. This is who he is. And he's awful. He doesn't even hit homers anymore. It's despicable that he has hit fifth twice in three nights. One of those being David Price. And I agree. I agree with that. I couldn't believe we were playing David Price in uh, uh Fenway. No more Buck about his track record, boy. Well, he's got a good track record against his pitcher, Davis. No long throw everything away that you have on Davis with track record. Throw it away, crumple it up, wipe your ass with it, and chuck it. Got another email from uh, Glenn Jonas at uh, Doc Jonas. He says uh, it's time to send Davis down to the minors. Obviously, I think that wouldn't be fair to the minor league team, but I think that's what you got to do another guy, Chester Bigelow he says fire coolball if an owner spends 170 million on a player what you bring in the best minds to help that player Davis's whole approach at the plate has to change. I hear you. and I've never been a big fan of coolball, but I, I don't know a couple weeks ago after Manny Machado complimented him on a post game on national television said he if it wasn't for coolball he wouldn't be where he's at. I think again, like I said, that gave Coolball a little more time to get his resume freshened up before he gets canned. I don't think he'll be here next year, but we are going to see Coolball. I think we're going to see all the. I think everybody's going to stay right where they are when it has to do with coaches and managers. It's just how it's going to be. I don't think anyone's going to get fired. I think it, it. You know, they're they're really focusing on Manny Machado right now. They're trying to figure out what to do with Davis. They're trying to bring guys up. You got Britton coming back. They're going to try to trade him. They're probably just focusing on a few more things. I think next year, hopefully, we're going to see them clean house. I mean, I I made a joke. I tweeted out this uh, last week. I said, Chris Davis is probably going to be a 30-for-30 ESPN special. What if I told you the worst batter that's ever played the game of baseball was paid $161 million to play the game of baseball? I mean, just basically joking around. This is absurd. You got people who cover baseball and all sorts of sports on ESPN uh major league baseball wherever that don't cover the Orioles they just cover straight up baseball and a lot of their tweets is posting Chris Davis's stats like holy shit is this for real <laughs> it's amazing i don't understand why managers always sometimes act as if they know what the fans don't know we're watching the same thing i've always said managing teams is way overrated it really is. I understand it's a chess match. And Buck Showalter, again, is going to be one of the top managers that's ever uh, managed the game of baseball. But we're watching the same thing. We see the same players, same batters. Everything is right there in front of us. Who's hot, who's not. We have Google. We have stats as well. We've seen who with how they do against other pitchers. We have the same stats as you do. But Buck Showalter continues to do things like, what are are you doing putting Trumbo in right field? Trumbo should not be playing in the field. God, please, no! Hide his glove. Okay, if I was on the Orioles, if I was Adam Jones, I mean, look, I'm sure he doesn't want to play to the right of Trumbo. These are Buck's decisions, folks, to put Trumbo in the field to let Davis bat fifth. Those are the two most obvious things managing the Orioles that you go in knowing you're not going to do. If you get the job and those two are still on the team, first thing you do is, all right, well, I know not to bat Davis in the middle of the line, and I know not to put Trumbo in the outfield. Easy as that. Now, give me the roster and let me look what else I'm working with. That, that's it. It's like the first two things you do when you get hired to manage the Orioles, but he continues to do that. Ah, this team gives me diarrhea. I mean, the losses are starting to hurt less. If you're like I am, you're you're just a huge fan of the Orioles, and and you always want to see them win. You always want to see them do well. Again, I can't stand when people are like, "I'm glad, I'm glad they're not going on a win streak." Shut up. You're a moron. I want to see him go on a win streak. I want to see him win 12 in a row, 15 in a row. I want to see that because I'm an Orioles fan. I'm glad. I don't want them to go on the winning streak and have Duquette think that they're in it. I think if we went on a 10-game win streak, I'm pretty sure everyone knows the Orioles aren't going to be battling for the World Series this year. I'll tell you another example how I know that. Orioles get 13 hits in Fenway and get shut out. 13 fucking hits. And they don't score a run. That's how dysfunctional this team is and how bad this lineup is. Red Sox first time. First shutout. While allowing 13 or more hits since 1908. That's a real stat, folks. I mean, it is fun when you tune in to see what what kind of record the Orioles are going to break. It just seems like every game the Orioles are putting something in the record books. Every game I'm hearing on the radio or on the TV. Well, a team hasn't done that since 1904. Nobody's done that since 1928. Oh, God, done what? No team has had 14 hits in three innings and didn't score a run. What? How's that even possible? It's frustrating. It is very, very frustrating. Anyway, I think it was funny that people were actually confused and wondering why Scott Coolball did not have Chris Davis' back. It's very simple, folks. First off, Steve Molesky tweeted out, he approached Scott Coolball, especially after what Palmer said, how... Coolball said they haven't been working together. So Molesky asked him about that. And Coolball responded with, Look, I'm rooting for Chris and i have known him for a long time. I'm available every every day for any player that wants to work and make any changes they feel is necessary. I think it's up to Chris to decide what he wants. And everyone's like, Oh, he didn't have Chris's back. What's up with that? People are texting me. Can you believe that? I, yes, I can believe that. Would you want people to think... That you're working with Chris Davis constantly. Really. Your job is a batting coach. Your job is there to make sure that the batters on your team become better. Or consistent. That's your job. So absolutely not. You're gonna. There's no way that he's going to lie and say, yeah, we've been working together. He's doing great. We've really been trying to figure out a game plan. Hell no. That's his job. That's what he gets paid to do. If I was his, if I was the one who was paying Scott Coolball to be the batting coach and I heard that he's been working with Chris Davis constantly, I'd fire his ass right away and be like, are you kidding me? So in a polite way, Coolball said, no, I'm not involved in that shit show. I'm not giving him pointers. I'm not working with him all the time. This is on his own. He's the worst batter in the major leagues. That is all of him, not me. Sure, we've talked. Sure, we've discussed some things. Hell no. I didn't blame him for saying that. I think he did a great job trying to sidestep the question a little bit and be polite and deny the fact that he's been working with Davis on the same answer. I think he did great. He's probably been working on that. He's probably probably been standing in front of the mirror for the past 48 hours trying to practice that response because he knew it was coming. 50 pitchers. Have higher batting averages than Chris Davis. 5 0. I read that stat the other day. Almost shit my pants. People are saying uh, Buck Showalter is putting him in the five spot uh, just to say, you know, F you to Dan Duquette. Well, if that's the case, again, I've said it before, Buck, you need to cut that shit out. Buck's, he's just a stubborn old man. It's almost like he hears what the media, media and fans say, and he does the opposite because he wants to make sure that everyone knows that he's in charge and he knows more than we do. I never understand that. I never know why managers always have to act like they know all these top secret, all this top secret information that fans don't know. Hey, look, we have Google too, Buck. We have the same stats. We know the records that they have against each pitcher. We're watching the same game you are. We get that you see these guys in batting practice and we don't. Big deal. I've seen batting practice. I could hit a ball 400 feet in batting practice. I think managers in baseball are, I think coaches, managers are way overrated. I really do. I've always thought that in sports. I I know that's probably a terrible thing to say, but that's just how I feel. I think they're overrated. If you have terrible players, you do bad. If you have great players, you do great. Yeah, no shit. Like, if I was managing the Red Sox or the Yankees this year, I'm pretty sure we would still do a pretty damn good job. If I was managing the Orioles right now, I hate to say this, but I think I might do a little better than Buck, because I would not be putting Gentry and Peterson in the lineup every day, and I sure as hell wouldn't be putting Chris Davis in the lineup every day. So you know what? I think I would do a better job than Buck Showalter right now. So when people are like, who else, when it comes to a manager, I don't know, anybody? Anybody? We just need to focus on having a better team, and then let's worry about what this manager does, the next one that comes in. Anyway, I'm going to move on for just a moment from all this drama bullshit about Chris Davis. I'm sure we're all tired of hearing about Chris Davis. It was just very entertaining to hear Palmer, what he said. I think we all just kind of stood up and gave him a round of applause, and again, I hope he doesn't lose his job. Uh, Pretty funny thing here. A friend of mine has a son who's nine years old he went to his first game a couple weeks ago first Oriole game they don't live in Baltimore they moved out of town Uh, they came back to visit family and he got to take his son to an Oriole game really cool he's a big Orioles fan and I (laughs) this, this is true so I saw him and I said hey did you enjoy your first game was it exciting now he was about three rows back uh, on the first base side, where the, the Orioles out. so you can see the players where he's sitting, because that's where all me, my my friends and family, they have season tickets all down there. It's it's really cool. Anyway, so I asked him how it went, and instead of him being like, "Hey, I had a great time. It was very exciting," or "Yeah, I had a lot of ice cream and it was fun," however, a nine year old responds. He says, "He says it was fun, but the whole game Manny Machado was checking out girls. <laughs> I kid you not? This is what he said." probably uh, overheard his father talking but it's true that's exactly what happens for those of you who don't get to sit down below who don't see the players through the whole game that's exactly what happens manny machado jonathan scope they stand up there they turn around they flirt with girls i don't know i mean i guess you're that age you're one of the most famous people in sports yeah of course I mean, when I sit down there and I'm watching games, that's exactly what he does. He turns around, he flirts, and they'll all wave to him. They'll wave back to him. He'll start winking at him. He'll say something to him. She'll say something back to him. Well, how do you know that just wasn't his wife? He was turning around saying hi to her and her friends. No, I know what his wife looks like. He's not marrying a 21-year-old blonde tan girl with ginormous boobs. (laughs) And if it was a friend of hers then i think his wife should be pretty pissed off that he's blowing kisses and winking and waving and, and saying things to her i don't whatever some people say you know what wives who are married to these sport players who make millions of dollars a lot of them don't even give a shit and i'm thinking to myself you know what that's a good point because if i was married to Manny Machado and i knew he was about to get a 300 million dollar contract i'd be like look i just just do what you need to do i don't want to know about it Just take care of our kids and and keep bringing home the bacon. It sounds bad, but I'm telling you, I personally have friends that are dealing with that kind of situation. He makes a shit ton of money. He does what he wants. She's even admitted. I don't care what he does as long as he brings home the money. And I have, I do have, I know girls who have hooked up with oil players over the years. I'm talking 10 years ago, 15 years ago, who are married with kids. It happens. But Manny Machado, he doesn't care. What is he, 25? Still flirting out in public. He's got 30,000 eyes staring at him. Well, that would be too many if you're in Camden Yard. Say 5,000 because there's 2,500 people there, two set of eyes. He doesn't care, and it's probably that, that reason. She doesn't care, he doesn't care. As long as he brings home that money, everybody's happy. Um, I also talked about last week uh, the experience I had at Nat Stadium., uh, two friends of mine reminded me that they went to the Nats game uh, a few weeks ago. I can't remember who they, they obviously they weren't playing the Orioles. They just wanted to go check out Nat Stadium, which I think Nat Stadium' is a piece of shit. It is a piece of dump. I don't like it. It's dark, it's small. Uh, there's nothing cool there to see. You, you feel claustrophobic when you're walking around the stadium. I don't like it. I don't like the fans that I've met, that I've had chances of sitting around. They were complete assholes. But same thing happened to friends of mine. They wore their Orioles jerseys, which, look, that is one of my pet peeves. When someone shows up in an Oriole game or a football game or wherever, and they're wearing a jersey of a team that's not even playing, yeah, I hate that. That pisses me off. But they did that. And I told them when they told me the story, I said, oh, you're one of those guys. That's not cool. But they were sitting there trying to enjoy the uh, Nats game. And they were getting heckled. And I said, yeah, no shit. I would have heckled you too since you were that guy. But all shit broke loose. They're walking out. They're leaving the game. As they're walking up the stairs, they start getting shit thrown at them. (laughs) And a friend of mine got hit. Somebody threw, I forgot what he said. It was like cotton candy I don't think you can throw that but something hit him in the face it didn't hurt because it was fluffy he swore it was cotton candy but he just laughed and um a Nats fan was sitting there and he goes hey what'd you expect was gonna happen you're gonna walk in here with an Orioles jersey it's just like oh right whatever I think it's brutal anywhere you go I think the best stadium that I've ever been to outside of Baltimore was Green Bay. I know it's not baseball. We're talking football. I went to the Packers Stadium. The nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, the Ravens, this, this past year, when the Ravens won, they were, forgot who the Green Bay's backup quarterback was. One of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game live. He was terrible. Both teams were terrible. I can't remember his name, but, you know, we won, and as we're walking out of the stadium, uh, Green Bay fans are, like, high-fiving us. You know, hey, congratulations. Thanks for stopping by. I've never seen so many white people in one area. It looked like a Trump rally. It was ridiculous. It is white out there. But everybody, they were very kind. They said, "Hey, thanks for coming to the stadium. Great game. Glad you guys got to see a win." It's really bizarre. I'm not used to seeing people that happy, <laughs> excited to see fans of other teams. But I yeah, the, the the two times I've been at a national stadium, I didn't like it. And I, and I won't go back. When I went, I got the VIP seat. It was like a $400 seat. I went for free. Uh, I just have good hookups. Friends who look out for me, I look out for my friends, and, and we have a good time. I forgot how he got the tickets. I think somebody owed him a favor, but it was all you could eat, all you could drink. I missed the game from the seventh inning on. The Orioles did win, but because I ate so fucking much, my stomach was like, all right, timeout. We've had enough. We got to get rid of some of this shit. So from the seventh inning to the ninth inning, nope, I don't know what happened. I do remember my friend said O'Day came in the ninth inning, shut it down. We won, so that was cool. But that was a little embarrassing. Just uh, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it. That was like a little kid. I said I gotta go to the bathroom. All right. Every week I like to bring up players who have played, who are playing now, who might play in the future, who are just complete assholes, who are douchebags. People don't like, you don't like, and I got an email, which I like emails. You know, I like tweets too. I like messages on Facebook, but I, I just like straight up emails, uh, chaos at gmail.com. His name is John from Dundalk. He actually found the show. I like when people tell me how they found the show from a friend of mine who told him. So this guy is a friend of a friend. I don't know who he is. I may have met him, but I thought that was kind of cool. Thank you. See, so that's how you spread the word. He said, hey, uh, don't forget about Brett Myers. And I forgot all about this guy. I actually had to look him up because the name rung a bell. I just couldn't remember. Uh, He was a pitcher. I think he last pitched for the Phillies. Played on the Astros, White Sox, Indians. So this is why a lot of people, and I mentioned him. When that email came in, I remember I uh, texted a friend of mine. I said, do you remember this guy, Brett Myers? He's like, is he the guy who beat the shit out of his wife? So Myers was caught beating, okay, there you go, beating his wife in 2006. And he did this in public. Back in 2006, I don't think everybody had I mean their cell phones, but it was kind of like when you tried to do a video, the the audio was all scrambled and it was pixelated. It looks like you had like a Nintendo phone. You'd be like, "Here, check out this video. This is Steven Tyler." And you just see a bunch of pixels. You're like, "I I don't I don't know what that is. And I don't believe that's Steven Tyler." No, it is. You can you can if you squint. Obviously, if this was now, it'd be everywhere. It'd be on Twitter 2 seconds later. So this is what happened. A witness said that he he noticed his wife dragging her by the hair, smacking her across the face. She was yelling, "I'm not going to let you do this to me anymore." Witness said he had her on the ground. I'm just reading this because I don't I don't remember this. He was trying to get her to go somewhere and she was resisting. She then curled up and sat on the ground. He was pulling her. Her shirt was up around her neck. And then this is what. And then I I guess obviously. Media reached out to him. He says, I know there are a lot of people out there that think I'm a jerk. There are people out there who think I'm a wife beater. That will never change. And then that was it. He didn't go on. He didn't say, that's never going to change. But it was a misunderstanding. I love my wife. I would never hurt anybody that I love. No, he just said, "Yeah, people are going to think I'm a wife beater and that will never change. That was it. Yeah, you really can't justify the situation when people actually see it. You're fucked. Yeah, I saw him beat his wife. You saw him? Yeah, I, he, he was slapping her around, pulling her hair, dragging her around. Yeah, you're fucked. You're done. But if people heard about that, it's like Ray Rice. I think the guy would have played football for many more years. Unfortunately, people saw it. It would be like if nobody did, but we heard about it. You know, did you hear about Ray Rice punching his wife on the elevator? Yeah, I guess they got in some debacle. That, that's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. And then you're paying tickets, watching the Ravens cheering for Ray Rice. Like this guy, Brett Myers. If he would have got arrested for it, but nobody would have seen it, and then he's out pitching the next year. Everyone would be like, yeah, did you hear about that? Yeah, that was messed up. Ooh, and then they're going, ah, that a boy, Brett. Way to strike that guy out. That a boy. But people saw it. Ooh, people saw the Ray Rice. Oh, he can't play football anymore. So, John, I appreciate the email. Thank you very much for tuning in. Truly appreciate that. So I wanted to go and look what Brett Myers is up to. And apparently, he makes country music videos. He's a country a country music singer. And NBCSports.com, not too long ago, put out this article about him putting out a new album or a new single. And I'm like, boy, people forget. I mean, it's a song about drinking whiskey and having fun. Oh, how original. But I wanted to look at the comments on his YouTube video. Seeing if people were like, oh, this is a dude that beat his wife. This is a guy that got caught in public dragging his wife around. No. Nobody says one fucking thing about him beating his wife. The reason I came across this article, NBCSports.com put this out. Boy, how people forget. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't a big deal back then. 2006 to 2008. Remember those days? It wasn't that big of a deal to beat your wife in public. Boy, do I miss those days. It's like, what the hell? I was scrolling through the comments. Not one person. A lot of people. I love this video. One person says... Where is it? Here. It is. I always thought he was a big underachiever when he was a player. Tons of talent. <laughs> All right. Well, forgive and forget, I guess. That's, that's the name of the game here. But, yeah, you can go check him out, Brett Myers. I, I guess he's a, I don't know, I don't listen to country. People could be laughing right now who listen to country and be like, hey, he's talking about Brett Myers, the big top country star who put out number one singles the past five years. So what? He beat his wife. He puts out great music. What the fuck? Well, Dukat, what's going to happen? It's Memorial Day right around the corner. You said you were going to wait till Memorial Day to make some moves, or here you go. The fans are waiting. We're all standing around trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. I don't know if I can still be angry at Duquette anymore because the more and more that these articles come out and these rumors about who's really steering the ship, Seems like Dan Duquette's name isn't really coming up lately. Of who's been making a lot of decisions the past year or two, or even right after that whole debacle when he wanted to go to Toronto and Angelo said no. It just seems like after that he hasn't really had the keys to the car. So I don't know if I can sit here and continue to be mad at Dan Duquette of how he fucked this team up. I, I don't know who to. I don't know who to blame anymore. But it's Memorial Day, and you said it, Duquette. This team is terrible. They are awful. Bring the kids up. Cedric Mullins, I'm excited to see him. We're starting to see David Hess. He's doing a pretty good job so far pitching. Definitely could continue to use him in the rotation. Why do we have to continue to see Gentry, Susak, Peterson, Pedro Alvarez? Why are we paying to see these guys? Because when I say paying, I'm sure I'll still pay money to go watch the Orioles this summer. David Valencia, I was excited to see him come on the team. I, I still am, but I don't think he is a player who can be in your lineup every single day. He's kind of been fleshing his glove a little bit on third baseman. His arm, got to tell you, doesn't look too bad over there. He did come up as a third baseman when he played in the majors. But we're constantly seeing guys playing on the Orioles, playing every day who shouldn't even be in the major leagues. Bring up the kids. Think about sport fans when things aren't going well we want to see something new we don't have patience we don't have patience like managers and general managers and owners and here's our plan just be patient we're gonna be bad for a few years fan we don't have patience we want something different and some people say well if you bring up the kids and they win five out of the next 25 games i mean what then good point and i'm gonna end with that till next time see ya